0: Today on Locked On Ducks Hockey. It's Thursday. The San Diego Goals are still streaking an unusual hat trick and some exclusive audio found here on Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, San Diego. Welcome to Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Jason JD Hernandez. And I'm here to remind you that you will get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the O.C.'s hockey team, the Anaheim Ducks, except for Thursdays because Thursdays are devoted to the San Diego Goals. So today is a Locked On Goals Day and we have a lot to get through. But before we get into all that, you can hear this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Be sure to like, comment. Subscribe, be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or follow me personally at StimpyJD. We have a lot to get to because it was an exciting week of goals hockey. Also in there was Hockey Day SoCal, we'll get to that later, but first, let's talk about the game that took place last Friday, January 31st, at Pachanga Arena, as the San Diego Gulls faced the lowly San Jose Barracuda. The Barracuda are last in the Pacific Division as far as standings go. So San Diego going in with a two-game points streak, looking to extend that. And we pick it up right away with 18:36 left in the first period. It was Lucas Rattle who found the top right corner, found it to make it 1-0 San Jose early. Only 20 seconds later, Kiefer Sherwood got tripped up on a breakaway and was immediately rewarded a penalty shot. It was right away too. It was a very obvious call. So on the ensuing penalty shot from Kiefer Sherwood. Several dekes later. Sherwood found the top shelf just past the shoulder of the goaltender uh, Zachary Sachenko To m- make it a 1-1 game. And that was a sweet deke. The, the last deke was the sweetest one of all. He got Sachenko a little bit off center. And it went just past his shoulder. It was just enough of a fake to get him off to make it 1-1. And this was an exciting period, by the way. Because with about 14 minutes left in the period, the goals went on the power play. And it was their second power play unit. The second unit, by the way, has done much better this season than the first for the record. Uh, The second power play unit has Brendan Gooley, who we will talk about tomorrow. Uh, Josh Mahura. Chase DeLeo. Isaac Lundestrom and Chris Mueller hitting up that second power play line. And there was some brilliant cross-ice passing between Gooley and Mahura back and forth to get the defense off balance. And finally, it was number 23, Chris Mueller with the goal in front of the net and Lundestrom and DeLeo with the assists on that one to make it a 2-1 game. And the thing I loved about that power play goal, every San Diego goal touched the puck in a short time period, it was pass, 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 pass. It was Mahura, then Guly, then back to Mahura, then back to Gouli, then DeLeo, then Lundestrom, then Mueller, who finally put away the goal. And the defense was completely off balance at that point. That was one of the best power play goals of the season for your, the San Diego goals. Then with 11.02 left in the period, Max Kolbtois got a slashing penalty And the PK was pressuring hard. Uh, Sherwood performed a fake and got a high-quality shot off. Very, very high-quality shot off. That could have resulted in a shorthanded goal for Sherwood, but it did not happen. And then finally, there was another high-quality shot from San Jose. But Stolarz allowed the rebound off his shoulder. And unfortunately for the San Diego Goals, it was Maxim Letunov who got the power play goal on that one to make it a 2-2 to tie. So that was a real back and forth sequence right there. On one end, Sherwood nearly got a shorty in the first period. Hmm, this would be a recurring theme. Sherwood nearly got there. But as it turns out, a great save by Sachenko resulted in the San Jose Barracuda coming right back around. And give credit to Thomas Gregoire for getting the perfect pass to Letunov to score that goal for San Jose. And with about five and a half minutes left, uh, Mahura took a penalty. So another San Diego penalty kill. And there were no shots on goal for San Jose. In fact, the four check allowed absolutely nothing. So we go with about two minutes left in the period. Uh, Anthony Stolarz made a spectacular toe save to prevent an own goal from happening. Uh, we fast forward with about three seconds left in the first period. And Kiefer Sherwood got a stolen pass, by the way, from Sam Carrick. Uh, Sam Carrick had a great pass. Sherwood was breaking away with a defender to his right. I think Sherwood may have saw the time there because Sherwood was in a vast hurry. Found the corner on a breakaway and beat the buzzer. Three seconds left. Kiefer Sherwood got his second goal of the game, a shorthanded goal. To make it 3-2 San Diego. That was an action-packed first period. And as I tweeted out, this was one of the more fun periods of hockey I've seen in a very long time. Just the way it was back and forth. The way that both teams were just really competing against each other. In that first period, San Jose had 20 shots. San Diego had 13. It was a high-octane, high-energy first period The crowd was buzzing at the end of that first period, and you could just feel the energy in Pechanga Arena after that. So we go into the second period. Uh, 15 minutes left. Moran went off the post, nearly doubling the lead. It was that close. With about 10 minutes left, uh, Justin Kloos got a penalty, and the goals got another high-danger shorty chance, but just missed on that one on the opportunity. So we go with about 7 minutes left. Uh, Simone Benoit, with a solid tip chance that was barely saved, but only a few seconds after that, after a flurry of shots, Justin Kloos got his own rebound from a blocked shot and ripped one from the point that went in to make it 4-2 to San Diego. And credit Carrick and Comtois with the apples on that one. But that was just a hard, hard shot by Kloos. You know, you could hear it echo through the arena and, and that bounced back to him off of a block, and he did not wait a second. He took advantage, got the goal on that one to make it 4-2. to With 4.52 left in the second period, the goals went on another power play with that Mueller power play line. They went first this time, but none of the passes connected. It was a wasted power play. Just nothing connected there. And that would remain the score at the end of the second period. Going into the third period, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, it was kind of a weird start where both teams were just kind of slowing down. You could tell they were somewhat tired. San Diego took another penalty. Justin Kloos got a penalty this time for high sticking. And that resulted in another shorty chance. And this time Chase DeLeo stole the puck from the neutral zone. Got a great pass out to Kiefer Sherwood, who found the corner for his second shorthanded goal of the game. And the hats would go flying onto the ice. Wow. I mean, being there for that scene was pretty amazing. I could see the hats flying for a good two to three minutes. The music was playing. The crowd was going nuts. Most people couldn't figure out what the hell just happened. Because Kiefer Sherwood got one of the more unusual hat tricks in AHL history. I'll talk about that in a second. So Kiefer Sherwood gets his third of the night to make it 5-2. to Very late in the game with two minutes left. Uh, San Jose pulled their goalie. Maxine Letunov got his second of the game, his tenth of the season, to make it 5-3 San Diego. But that would be it. San Diego would go on to lose another guy. Chris Weidman got a delay of game. So really, San Jose was 6-4 on four for the last minute and a half. And there were some good shots from San Jose on that. But credit to Kevin Boyle for making some great saves on that to preserve the two-goal lead. That would be the final score. 5-3. to three. The goal's point streak extends to three. And shots on goal for this one, 44-29 to 29 in favor of San Jose. We will talk about the stats about that rare hat trick, and we'll have some post-game quotes exclusive to this show in a second. But first, I want to tell you how Locked On can help your business. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know... That Locked On Ducks, or in this case, Locked On Goals, is a great way for your local business to reach passionate San Diego Goals fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Goals fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated, with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially down there in San Diego. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcastscom slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success, once again, Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com forward slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. And coming up after the first intermission, some exclusive audio and some hat trick statistics. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, the Thursday variant of Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Before the break, I talked about Kiefer Sherwood having a rare hat trick, and, you know, the fact that he got a hat trick without any even strength or power play goals, that's rare enough. But when you have two shorthanded goals and one penalty shot for a hat trick, that is very rare. And here are some stats just on the last few seasons for the American Hockey League. Uh, Going back to 2017-2018, there's only been a handful of games where someone has scored even two shorthanded goals. And I'll go all the way back to 17. There have been four occurrences where someone scored two shorthanded goals while also having a hat trick. And I'll go back to December 16th, 2017. TJ Tynan of the Chicago Wolves scored two shorthanded goals and one even strength goal to net a hat-trick. Then into the 2018, December twenty second, 2018, Tyler Grauvach of the Stockton Heat had three shorties in one game for a hat-trick. His last goal was a shorthanded empty netter, so I guess that counts. Uh, other players that have scored two shorthanded goals in a game, Michael Chaput for Laval. Andrew Agazzino of the Colorado Eagles, Cole Boudreaux of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. They each had two shorties in a game. And going back to February 24th, 2019, Stephen Fogarty of the Hartford Wolfpack, he scored two shorties and one even strength goal for his hat trick. And only two other times this season has a player scored even two short handed goals in one game, and that would be December 22nd, 2019. Nolan Stevens of the San Antonio Rampage, he netted two shorties. Carson Kuhlman of the P Bruins, the Providence Bruins, just a week prior, he scored two shorthanded goals. And then January 31st, Kiefer Sherwood of the San Diego Goals, two shorthanded goals, one penalty shot for a very rare hat trick. I don't think I've ever seen two shorties and a penalty shot in a hat trick. And I would have to look this up really far back into the archives. And I'm sure a hat-trick like that hasn't happened where you had two shorties and a penalty shot. I mean, that's very rare. How rare is it? Well, we've got some post-game audio for you. First, here is some audio from the man who just came back from injury, Andrew Podorowski. Uh, Here's what he had to say after the game. It's unbelievable. I mean, seeing him out there with his energy, and uh, it's definitely one of the funnier hat-tricks I've seen. A penalty shot and two shorties, so uh, those shots were unreal. That's that's high-caliber scoring right there, so... Uh, for him to do that gets us going, and it gets us all pumped up, so that was, that was really cool. Great audio there. Uh, after that, got a chance to talk with the star of the game, the number one star, Kiefer Sherwood himself, talking about the hat trick, also asked about that last second goal that he had at the end of the first period, that buzzer-beating shorthanded goal, his second of the game. Uh, talk me through that second goal that you had. The time was running out on that one. You had only three seconds left on that shorty. Yeah, um, Sammy made a great play to, to intercept that puck and made a great pass. And, um, you know, I, I just try to have a quick release, you know, try to catch a goalie off guard a little bit. And just for good measure, I had to ask him one silly question about what he did with those hats. Keeping keep under the hats. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was good. it was good to have him laughing there at the end. Uh, great, great interview right there. And also, I'll leave you with one final quote from Coach Kevin Deneen, Here's what he had to say about the hat-trick after the game. From Boston, you call it a wicked vista is what he's got there. He shoots the puck hard and uh, he scores from a lot of different places, but he's really opportunistic. And boy, we talk about it with our team quite a bit that when you put the puck on net, good things happen. And uh, Kiefer does that better than anybody, but his shot has a weight to it. It has a, a, a deception to it that just finds its way through his goalie. So, Good for him. He played a real solid game. Nice to see him get the hat-trick. Once again, some of that audio you will only find here on Locked on Ducks. So that was the Friday night game. The following day was Hockey Day SoCal in Southern California, one of the busiest SoCal hockey days of the year. You know, there was the youth games at Great Ice Park. There was the finale of, you know, Ducks versus Kings. But one of the other main events took place at Pechanga Arena for a 4 o'clock start time. It was the Ontario Reign at the San Diego Goals, And that was a very entertaining game. You know, both teams are very bitter rivals. Both teams started their backup goalies. It was Matthew Villalta versus Kevin Boyle on this one. And something to point out. As far as all-time meetings since their time in the American Hockey League, San Diego leads the season series 33-19-4. Yeah, that's how good it is. So how would this game turn out? Well, Daniel Sprong had a great steal on the corner, but Velalta stopped the breakaway with his right pad. So no score there. Then with about 10.58 left in the first period, Andrew Podorowski, who had just returned from injury, he got a power play goal, his second off a rebound. Uh, Weidman shot it from the blue line, but then Max Comtois crashed the net. And got the rebound until it kind of trickled to pots. So he put it away to make it a 1-0 San Diego game. And San Diego was playing a very aggressive game. You know, they put up shots on goal like crazy at the start of the game. And finally, with 3.41 left in the first period, San Diego scored another goal. Uh, what happened here, Jarrett Anderson Dolan. He coughed up the puck from the Ontario Reign behind his own net. Daniel Sprong picked it up, passed it to to Sam Carrick in the slot, who faked a shot, got Valalta completely off balance, and he faked him out big time. Uh, He passed it to a wide open, Blake Pietula, who had a very easy goal, and even on the broadcast, um, you know, any of the three of us could have scored it up top. I feel like a lot of people could have scored that goal because it was right in front of the net. It was an easy, easy goal if you could stand up on skates. That made it 2-0 San Diego at the time. I mean, that was just a bad, bad play by Jared Anderson Dolan. That was a careless turnover by the Ontario Reign. And Velalta just got faked out. We're going to be seeing more of Matt Velalta this year. And I'll tell you why in a second. We move on to the second period where Sheldon Rampal took a holding penalty. And it was a strong power play with a couple of high quality shots, but none of them went in. Then, with about 13 minutes left, Daniel Sprong took a tripping penalty and Mikey Isimont went five-hole on Boyle up close and it got just under and through the net to make it a 2-1 to game. However, with about 8.5 minutes left, it would be Blake Pietola who would score another power play goal, just a rocket of a shot. Assists from Chase DeLeo and Josh Mahura to make it a 3-1 game and only 25 seconds later just as the goal was being announced. Kale Clegg netted one from the left side to make it 3-2. to two. So, Ontario on the comeback trail. Finally, going to the third period, exactly 16 minutes left in the third period. And Gabriel Velarde scores his sixth, a power play goal. A ripper of a shot to make it a 3-3 three to three tie. However, only a minute and change later, uh, Scott Moldenhauer took it from the rain, passed it to Daniel Sprong, who kind of faked out Velalta, Vlalto went to his right, and Daniel Sprong kind of did a nice little toe drag, held the puck for a long time, was very patient, and finally found the open net to put it away and gave San Diego a 4-3 lead. At this point, Ontario was really piling on the shots. San Diego played more of a prevent defense. They were trying to prevent the lead, not extend it, and that cost them at the end because Ontario just put up shot after shot after shot they had control of the puck most of the third period. And finally, with about 20 seconds left and an empty net, Carl Grunstrom got one in from about the point, let one rip. It was a tie game right there. 20 seconds left. Ontario tied it up at four, and San Diego, no, they let a golden opportunity slip. And it slipped even further because, with about a minute left in overtime, just as Andrew Podorowski was trying to bring the puck to the neutral zone, Potts Pocket was picked. Yeah, Marty Firk picked Potts Pocket, had a shot available. Marty Marty Firk had a great shot. And by the way, this was a week after Marty Firk had set the record for the hardest shot at 109.2 miles an hour. So you know the reputation is there for Martin Firk to let a slap shot go. And he kind of did a slight fake But then he decided, no, I'm gonna fake it, pass it to Jarrett Anderson Dolan, and Anderson Dolan would score the game-winning goal. And you know the announcers were saying that Anderson Dolan made up for that error in the first period by getting two points on the game. So that would be your final score. Ontario Reign beat the San Diego Goals by a final score of five to four. And coming up after the second intermission, we'll talk about the Goals' one-game road trip. To SAP Center. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, let's talk about last night's game at SAP Center. The Goals had just lost to Ontario in overtime, but they got a standings point. So you knew they were going to go into San Jose looking to, I guess, kind of avenge that loss and get a big win up on the road. And we kicked things off with about 14 minutes left in the first period where, you know, the goals kind of had a nice little break there. Uh, Chris Mueller found the net on a rebound. Chris Weidman shot it in from about the point, And Mueller was there with the rebound, make it 1-0 San Diego. However, only two minutes later... Um, Ivan Cekovic scored his third of the season for San Jose to tie the things up at one goal apiece. However, in the second period with exactly 11 minutes to go, Simon Benoit drove towards the net. He was kind of streaking in towards the neutral zone. And what happened here was Blake Pietula kind of trapped the puck in the corner, worked hard to get that pass off to a streaking Simon Benoit who scores his third of the season to make it 2-1 San Diego, and credit Carrick with the other apple on that one. And then after that, things just got really interesting for San Jose. They started to get all the shots on net. Anthony Stolarz was definitely tested on this game. Uh, There was shot after shot, and there were high-quality shots to a couple breakaways. But Stolarz stopped them all to preserve the one-goal lead. Then, with about 14.5 minutes left in the third period, uh, a weird deflection... It turns out that Brendan Gooley was credited with the goal and it deflected off of a couple of San Jose players. There was a lot of heavy traffic in front of the San Jose goalkeeper, which yesterday was Andrew Shortridge. So, you know, he got the goal. Gooley got it. His fourth of the season. Gooley was very smart to put it towards the net, knowing that there was that much traffic out in front. And that made it a two-goal game. Joaquin Bleck failed. Cut the lead in half with about five minutes left to make it three to two San Diego, and right away San Jose was starting to go heavy on shots once again. However, on the neutral zone, Alex Dosti would wind up with the empty netter. It was Andrew Podorowski who would steal the puck from San Jose, tipped it over to Isaac Lundestrom, who then passed it to Alex Dosti to put away the empty netter, and that would be it. San Diego would go on to win the game, four to two. That is their fifth consecutive game with a point and four wins in their last five games. Sorry, three wins in the last five games. So going back on the last five games, you know, San Jose got a win. Then they lost in overtime. They won against San Jose, beat Grand Rapids, lost to Grand Rapids in overtime. So they've got eight points in their last five games. What does that mean for the standings at the moment? It's looking very good if you're a San Diego Goals fan because as far as percentage points go, that puts them ahead of the Ontario Reign. Ontario is further ahead in the actual points. But when you talk about standings percentage, San Diego just took the lead. And you know Ontario is going to be very affected by a big trade that just broke last night. This trade happened during the San Diego Goals game against San Jose where the LA Kings traded away goaltender Jack Campbell and forward Kyle Clifford to the Toronto Maple Leafs for essentially nothing. I mean, they got Trevor Moore and a couple of draft picks, but Moore had been injured for most of the season. As it turns out, Moore had a injured shoulder in November, and then next month, he was out indefinitely with a concussion, and he's, I guess, having concussion issues. So... You know, the Kings are looking to sell. But because Cal Peterson was the backup goalie, you know, now the Kings have no backup goalie. So in a subsequent move, Cal Peterson was called up to the LA Kings. He will now serve as Jonathan Quick's backup, which means the Ontario Reign will have to heavily rely on Matthew Villalta for the rest of the season. So that is not necessarily great news for the Ontario Reign who are already barely hanging on to a playoff spot. Right now, Ontario has 49 points, San Diego 46, but San Diego does lead in standings percentage points. San Diego is three points back, but they have three games in hand. So they could easily overtake Ontario. Plus, San Diego still has a bunch of games against teams like San Jose and Bakersfield left. They are now on the easier part of their schedule. So look for San Diego to take advantage of that. And in fact, the next two games that San Diego has are both home games. First one against the slumping Tucson Roadrunners. Tucson was the best team in the American Hockey League. All of a sudden, they are hanging onto that Pacific Division lead by a thread. They are only two points ahead of Stockton and trying to bounce back. So look for San Diego to take advantage of a slumping Tucson team. Then on Sunday, that's a 5 o'clock start at Pachanga Arena, they take on the Bakersfield Condors, who are second to last in the division. So once again, Friday night, 7 o'clock against Tucson, Sunday early evening against Bakersfield. And that Sunday game, by the way, will air on Fox 5 San Diego. So you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Take advantage. Watch it on TV. It's supposed to rain that day. So just have fun watching that game. And before I go, just one little quick thing I want to mention. This is San Diego Goals-related. ESPN picked up the Willie O'Ree documentary, and it's simply called Willie. And I'm going to remind you about this next week also. But Willie O'Ree was, of course, the famous hockey player who broke the color barrier in the National Hockey League. He broke in about six decades ago, or more than that now, with the Boston Bruins. But Willie O'Ree played several years with the San Diego goals Right here at Pechanga Arena, then known as San Diego Sports Arena. So, Willie O'Ree is a legend in San Diego. He has his number retired by the goals. Willie O'Ree does show up to Pechanga Arena. And speaking for myself, it's been a pleasure meeting him. I'm glad I've gotten to talk to him on occasion. Wonderful, wonderful human being. And that will premiere on ESPN2 on February 17th. But you can watch it now on the ESPN app. So once again, that's the Willie O'Ree documentary. Check that out. And with that, I want to say thank you all for listening. I want to remind you that you can download today's podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to like comment rate subscribe if you haven't already this show would not be possible without all y'all listening so please if you know any ducks fans or goals fans that might be interested in hearing a podcast about their favorite team let them know leave a five-star rating and chat hockey with me you can chat hockey with me at lo underscore ducks or email me at locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com i'm gonna try to open up the mailbag again next week and keep sending your questions i love it yesterday we had a mailbag question session that was a lot of fun so keep the questions coming once again thank you and for locked on goals i'm jason jd hernandez saying have a great rest of the day i'll hopefully see you at the arena and stay classy san diego